Good evening, welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Or I was gonna use some cool sound effects and that's why I had this on uh, the couch mic if you're wondering. So, welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering. <laughs> I, it was laying around, you gotta use some sound effects. What is that? that? Uh, that's my daughter's Ghostbusters device. Oh, it's the EKG <laughs> thing. Well, let's be real, it's yours, right? Um, she used it as a prop for Halloween. Okay. Uh, and I admittedly have only turned it on a couple of times. So it, it, admittedly, it's more for her. But I was happy to get <laughs> Like, it was a toy that you'd be like, I'm very excited to get this for you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, welcome back. Uh, as always, I'm Paul. Next to me is Mike. And joining us again is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, you know, just the usual. Mm-hmm. Mike's drinking tequila mm -hmm. from Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. You know, throwback to, to more Trader Joe's conversations. Uh -huh. How's that tequila? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm drinking a Miller Lite and a, and a strawberry guava mojito. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's very summery. I like that. <laughs> hey, it's we're, we're on the cusp. You know, you know, talking about boring things for most people, but things I have to deal with every day. Uh, Colorado uh, is in the middle of the mothening. So every year, not always since I've lived here, but for the last several years during this time, uh, late spring, there is just so many moths. And Mike was out of town and I was like, when you come back, your house will be made out of moths. Yeah. I, I have. In our front door, we have a screen door. Every morning, I kind of shake it loose. And usually, I kind of shake it. And about 100 plus moths fly out. So if anyone's walking their dog or doing anything, I mean, it looks like I'm part of the Adams family. Like, I just <laughs> yeah, come they, out like the moth man. <laughs> they think you're releasing moths every morning. Like, this guy is nuts. This is the guy. This is the guy that's doing it to us. <laughs> He's responsible. <laughs> yeah, so is there anything like that in Missouri? Is there, like, the mothening happening? Do you have any other insect situations? Are those our fire trucks that are flying past? I got it. Or driving past? I guess so, past? probably. Got moths on the brain. They do. No, Missouri, I think we have, like, ladybugs periodically that get in your house and all over the place. But that that hasn't happened for a few years. Like, we're, we're just the average mosquitoes, bugs. Yeah, I lived in Virginia for a small period of time and they had cicadas and I thought they were really cool as a kid because they hatch every now and then. But the real back end nightmare for me was like, oh, they hatch and they're like, they're harmless. I'm like, they're so cool. And I used to just like get home and play in the woods and I would see these things. But then uh, I, I realized they're also a delicacy and people would like butter them up and fry them. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> that is not for me. Would you be in for that, Jeremy? Um. Yeah, I would, I'll, I'm a foodie. I will try anything awesome. <laughs> at one point in time. If it's not good, I won't do it again, but I'll try sure. anything, including insects. Okay. We'll probably be eating it. Like our our children's children will probably have to sustain themselves off insects and like oh, rugs. I, I feed my daughter like, three like insects gonna a day. Like <laughs> it's going to be Blade Runner, you know? <laughs> Mike, would you try the cicadas? Have you tried them? I, I have not. I would. I mean, I've had crickets before. Yeah. Any good? No. Yeah. Not really. I mean, that's also what I've heard. So I'm not like just full on disgusted. I've just heard really nothing. I mean, I'm very aware that uh, a lot of insect uh, like 
ground up insect, especially crickets, is now mm. used as a protein in a flour and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. But I've just never heard anything like it enhances the taste or anything. But no. I mean, the cricket that I had was just like it was crunchy. Yeah, I also really th- like anything. Also, you know, to gross myself out a little more, and I'm really not grossed out by food. Um, this is more me being a child gross, grossed out when I was again living in Virginia. Like people were like buttering up and frying cicadas. I mean, I was like 10 years old and that's what I learned. And also when I would see cicadas, they were in like the dirty creek I was playing in. Like I didn't know about like any of this. I was like, people were just eating like creek cicadas. <laughs> like who, who knows? And I don't think that was the case at all. So, I mean, being older, I feel better about it. Yeah, We did it. We did. And that's how you don't escape from this conversation. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the people in this movie would probably be happy if they had cicadas to eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Ernie Hudson would give you, you know, security duty for a week. He would love you forever. <laughs> he would give you love you forever. He would. Uh, and that is that leads us to the movie that, once again, we are a podcast about obscure, overlooked, and sometimes forgotten films. And that leads us to today's 1994 film, No Escape. No escape. A soldier convicted for murdering his commanding officer is dumped and left to die on a prison island inhabited by two camps of convicts. There certainly are. I don't know why I just closed that, <laughs> but we'll go back to that. But yeah, I mean, the key stars of this, I said Ernie Hudson, uh, he is in it, but now I don't feel one of the key stars. Clearly the lead is Ray Liotta. And I'm going to open with this for both of you guys. This movie is awesome. I'm glad we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. No escape. Uh, Watching this movie, which I did this week, we all did independently, I loved it. I have talked about it numerous times. A lot of what you know has sparked this podcast is sleepovers, fun movies, renting things. Jeremy and I definitely rented this movie as a kid. Yeah, we've seen this. Yeah, so like, it's crazy. And does it hold up? Hell yeah. I feel Ray Liotta's death, like the sadness even more watching this because I love Ray Liotta in this film and I love this film. Yeah, so. I, I, I do as well. I've, I've seen this movie many times. And I well, and there's, really there's these, I mean, they have good actors in this, yeah. this film. They do a really good job. Ray Liotta, right. I think, does a good job. This is his only, so this I think this is considered his only like true like action hero movie, is it not? Yeah, yeah I, that's potentially true. I mean, I was kind of racking my brain and kind of just flipping the dial up and down on uh, IMDb of... Um, his filmography, and I couldn't think of anything that I didn't see in there. And every step of this movie, I just kept thinking, what a shame. That maybe this wouldn't be his forte. Maybe he wouldn't be known always as this. But did Ray Liotta have a couple other action films in him, especially in the uh, mid, late 90s, early 2000s? Hell yes. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited about this film. No, I I am as well. I want to say this movie was kind of a big deal when it came out. Like I think it was like a summer release or... It was for for our younger listeners uh, in the '90s. It was possible <laughs> for our younger <laughs> listeners. There were summers. Yeah, well, it, it was possible to see a movie like a big budget movie that wasn't a Marvel movie. Um, like yeah. we we had like original screenplays back when right? we were kids, uh, and this was like I remember being stoked for this movie to come out. Like I saw previews and I was excited about it, and it's dope. Right. Like the originality isn't really in the core of the story. I mean, we did the Timothy Lambert movie. Um, what was it? 
Christopher Lambert. Oh, Christopher oh, Lambert. Yeah, Christopher Lambert. Fortress. Yeah, Fortress. Yeah. Fortress, yeah. Fortress, Fortress, there's a lot of similar elements. And I think, you know, this is honestly like a philosophical quandary a lot of us have. What if we were in some kind of lockdown scenario? And that was definitely like maximum prison prison security, like, yeah. like rock, steel. And this is more of an island. So like we've always thought this, but the originality is like what else is going on and who's the lead and why are they doing this? And yeah, guys, I couldn't agree with you more in a world of Marvel films that it's everyone is a superhero. And I'm not going to lie. I cannot wait for the new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I am a huge fan of the original, but all the live action Marvel films like holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) There's so many. It's just it's nice to see a movie where there's no like I don't have to know the backstory of 45 different characters. (laughs) Like there's no there's no origins like this movie. And and we'll get into it like it it jumps right into the shit like right. Yeah. The backstory is like you see. Ray Liotta, but you can't, it's just from a distance. He just walks up and shoots some guy in the head. It's a scene that takes eight seconds and then he's in prison. Right. There's no fucking around. Right. And then they're like, he's being interviewed. We'll get to all this in a second. He's being yeah. interviewed and processed. And you're like, man, this guy's kind of crazy as shit. Yeah, right. He's an anti-hero. I'm invested. I'm interested. Um, yeah. I mean, all these movies coming out and I know we're starting, you know, the summer session and, I will do everything to see the new Indiana Jones film, but I am I'm going to be let down. Yeah, you are. It's you will be, I think. I, I don't think it has good reviews. I mean... So far. We all, I, I, can't, I can't remember if the three of it's us... It's at Cane's. Yeah, it's... Cons it's, or whatever the hell you call yeah, it. <laughs> it'll be out, I think it's out at the end of or mid-June, if oh, I'm not okay. mistaken. Um, but I, I can't remember if we talked about us on the recording, uh, the three of us specifically, but I think there's a time travel component to this. Like, like the new Indiana Jones, like he's traveling through time. Interesting. Yeah, that's a mistake. Like, if that's happening, that should, that <laughs> that's should, a mistake. Right. Like, that should just absolutely yeah. not happen. Like, I mean, time travel is always a mistake. It never, it never. Do you ever watch a movie where your time travel back takes to the place? Future. And it's like, hey, everything's totally fine, guys. <laughs> back so, to the it, Future had it dialed in, and like, we just need to stop. I mean, we did Back to the Future, and they had it dialed in. The weird indie movie Primer is super complex about time traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm super in for that. And outside of that, unless it's kind of super comical, which there are, like the Chris O'Dowd movie that we watch. Yeah. Uh, stop doing it. <laughs> stop stop traveling through time. Um, yeah. It's going to break my heart to see Indiana Jones travel through time. And it's going to require tons of CG. And you're killing me. Um, but I have to see it. It's my childhood. Do you think it'll be worse than the last one? I... I, I, I can't imagine that it's worse than Crystal Skulls. It's not going to have mutt or whatever the fuck he, is. He is, not, he is not in there. Good. I'm, I'm uh, in the back of my mind. I'm like, is there a short round cameo? Like, good God. Has this all been a Hollywood setup leading us to a short round cameo? I told you my pitch for a new Indiana Jones movie. I don't know if we did it on this podcast, but I elaborated this to you. And I still maintain that this yeah, is Yeah, it was a something like idea. him being older, right? Yeah. So my, my pitch real quick is this. So we never see Short Round again, right, after uh, after Temple of Doom. And Temple of Doom was chronologically the first one. Correct. So the new Indiana Jones movie that I'm proposing is we see Short Round as an adult. Um, it would take place in the 70s, I guess, where he'd be like as old as the actor is now, in 50 maybe. Sure. Something like that. And basically he never shook. Like Indiana Jones came, to, came in and wrecked his life. And so he's like, he's chasing all these fantastical leads and like 
trying to be a young Indiana Jones and no one takes him seriously until he runs into old Indiana Jones again and they go on an adventure. So he's like the crew in National Treasure before they find the treasure. Like that's how they're viewing it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I remember involved like, him being older. I would yeah. watch that. Yeah. He, he's just like a hacky academic who no <clears throat> one takes seriously. And then Indiana Jones like runs into him and they go on an adventure and it's dope. That's yeah. the movie that I want to see. Great. Let's get, let's get Mike out to Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. I'm a, he would go out there and they'd be like, yeah, we're on strike. Well, <laughs> the, I mean, the anything. crazy thing <laughs> is, and we'll, we'll get to no escape, but to, to end up on this Indiana Jones thing is with a lot of these IPs, there's so many things that people could dip into. Like when I was younger, I used to read like a choose your own adventure series of Indiana Jones. There's the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. There's uh, award-winning Indiana Jones video games mm-hmm. uh, and a series of books. And people are like, I'm just going to write something new. It's like throw in aliens. Cause that's what the crowd wanted or time traveling. Indiana Jones is all about like one thing doing one thing weird thing and him trying to find it and stop it and being like, I, I respect that thing away from me. Um, and it should not probably not be used by humanity. Um, why do we need to reinvent the wheel? Like just do something dope and send this guy off. Agreed. Uh, I mean, uh, they could have made a movie out of the video game fate of Atlantis, right? Isn't that like an award-winning game? Yes. Right. Great. Do it. Just do that. <laughs> and that, and there's your movie. <laughs> right. Then throw in, throw in short round on Mike's back end. Yeah. That's how it all starts. And then it's the fate of Atlantis. Um, boom. Rabbit Troop sucks for hire. Jeremy's part of this. Yeah. Um, we get all residuals. Uh, <laughs> all right. And as the movie comes out, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I want a little percentage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Uh, you couldn't escape our oh, movie banter. No. Before we get into this, one piece of trivia. This is probably going to be the only movie that you guys review that has an all-male cast. There is... No females in this I, movie. I wrote that down. Absolutely, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, Fortress starts off with a different beginning. Hmm. I'm just gonna film the men's choir at some point in time, and we're still <laughs> like ten hours. Of the yeah, men's we choir. Act, we had a similar conversation uh, over Christmas when we did Rare Exports. Um, there's like a female in the background in one scene, but there's there's no spoken female character. You know. Yeah. Yeah, characters. But this one, it's even less than that. Yeah. This movie's a sausage fest. <laughs> it is. That you and let's get escape. into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you cannot escape. Let's put that on the Barbie. So, yeah. So we get kind of uh, an opening that in the year 2022, good God, it's already in the past. And I yeah. couldn't even believe the future had passed me by like this. But prisons are operated by private corporations. Quote, unquote, criminals come from all over the world and are exploited at a profit. Prisons have become big business. So it's just like real life in 2022. My comment was, have? Question mark. (laughs) Okay. Exclamation point. Yeah. Um, And we... And we Jeremy, will never see how they make a profit either. Yeah, like Jer- how they right. are a profit. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I texted Jeremy as I started watching this movie, and uh Jeremy's like, We yeah, we'll ne well, how are they making money off of this at any point in time? Well, I, I guess in all fairness, we never really see the so they start in like the actual prison. Yeah. But then they send Ray Leota off to the to the weird island place. Maybe and we never see the prison again. Maybe in the prison there's like like a, they're just making ps5s yeah like that. right <laughs> yeah okay so hear me out so going on mike's philosophy it's 
We have a desert prison that you could get like with the, uh, what was this? The monorail? The monorail, the yeah. <laughs> so in The Simpsons, you could take the monorail to the maximum security desert prison in No Escape. And at first I was like, I don't remember any of this. Just that part of it. Like I remember clearly being on an island. I was like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, okay, so there's that prison. So, okay, so people are making stuff there. And maybe if you're just like the worst of the worst, they send you off to island prison because maybe part of the money is too. Uh, taxpayers pay to house the prisoners just like they do in contemporary like America now. Right. And so maybe it's like as long as we house the prisoners, they get money and uh, they just send them into an island and they call it as is. Yeah. I know it was a little bit of a stretch, but no, I mean that could be. Well, also we, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we do find out that the island is kind of off the books. Wink, wink. Yeah. Can we can we just highlight that the warden is just like, if I if I'm gonna go old school joke. If I took a dictionary and looked up the word putts, <laughs> yeah, the, the warden's picture. He's <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. He was he was well cast. And- that guy's that actor has been in several movies. You've you, not never like a a, rem, a memorable role, but he always plays an asshole. Yeah, that's totally. all that he could do. I, I recognize him most as um, he's James Con's boss in Elf. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. He, like he's the one that wants to. I know exactly. Take, take the books back from the nuns. <laughs> Cause he's, cause he's a dick in that movie. He's a dick in yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. He does he, a good he, job though. He could have been the next Ray Liotta. He could have. <laughs> but he is a putz. Yeah. So, I mean, it's already been established that Ray Liotta has shot someone quickly. We learn even from the summary, it is his commanding officer. He is uh, a vet clearly uh, discharged uh, dishonorably. So not a good time. He's taking this weird uh, desert transport, as we noted, that looks like the monorail going on. And uh, I don't know. It looks really weird. And the guards are already assholes. Uh, Ray Liotta looks out just at the desert. And one of the guards is like, hey, Sid, look up front. <laughs> like, dude, if you're yeah. a guard, do you, like, do, do you even care at this point in time? Right. Like, that guy's just minding his own business. He's looking at the desert for the, <laughs> la- for the last time. Well, I mean, the beginning of this movie could have been Fortress. Like yes, they you know monorail to the desert prison, a bunch of dudes naked lined up, um, a disassociated voice explaining the plot of the movie to them for some reason. Is there like a dark horse comic where it's like an overlap, like a fortress meets no escape, Maybe. and like Ray Liotta's character and Christopher Lambert's character like team up? I mean, w- again, we didn't really see much of the actual prison, but like, is it possible that this is the prison from from Fortress? I mean, yeah. in my in my mind now it is. Yeah, probably. Uh, you're answering you're answering fantasy dream questions. Yeah. <laughs> What, what if they had? What if uh, Christopher Lambert and Ray Liotta had teamed up to escape together? What if they touched Highlander swords? Oh yeah, just the tips. They could well just the tips. <laughs> can't, can't there only be one? Do you think there would be a little, a bit of an electric spark? Yeah, be like, there would be. There's a little quickening. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> it brings Sean Connery back from the dead. <laughs> Some alley quickening. Ooh. <laughs> Five dollars could get you some alley quickening. Mm, that's the future <laughs> I want to live in. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, I wrote Leviticus. Yeah, that's that's what the prison was called. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I just wrote that off to the side. I'm like, I don't know what I was referencing. I mean, I don't. I spelled it differently, and I don't know what the correct spelling is. But that's yeah, that's what the prison was called. Yeah, I'll kind of just cut to the chase. So they were kind of in in the. Uh, 
like the interview processing center. The warden comes in on some weird hologram. He's like, everyone hates you and you're part of my prison collection and go to hell, but you better follow the rules. But everyone is being basically summed up by brain scans. They're like, we could tell psychologically, are you prone to anger? Do you follow orders? Blah, blah, blah. Again, just like Fortress. Just like Fortress. So same thing. I'm telling you, Mike has now created a new narrative in my mind. So... They're doing this. He's like, I want to see Ray Liotta, who is Robbins, but I'm going to call him Ray Liotta this whole time. So they want to see Robbins. And he's like, hey, I heard, you know, you disobeyed orders and you're a real jerk. And I don't like your smelly face. And I ran a brain scan and you're a big problem. And he turns his back. He's like, any other questions? I do like this. Ray Liotta says, never turn your back on me ever again like this. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa. Um, I'm going to just say that to people. And he means business. You should. Jeremy, if you fly out to Denver, just your road or your trip here, just randomly go up to people at airports and say that. Like, (laughs) you better never. Just do it to the TSA agents. Yeah. High five. Never turn your back on me. Tell them you're TSA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm TSA too. (laughs) So yeah, uh, don't ever turn your back on me again. Uh, We get that quote. And then he's thrown in. Which, this is why I didn't remember this. Like, really quickly to fake prison. Like, I don't even know what's going on. You yeah. get to cellmate and everything. Yeah. The cellmate's like, Here, here's some rat bread. Yeah, he's got his old rat bread. And <laughs> he's, it, he's talking about... I thought he was saying Epsilon, but he was saying Ab, Absalom, which is the name of the Absalom. Island. Yeah. yeah. And really, I was like, what the fuck are you talking That's about? That's the future Salami, Absalom. Absalom, yeah. That's great. <laughs> You'll love it. Um, but then they... They take Ray to like this, uh, this punishment kind of party room where a bunch of people are watching, and his roommate is there. And the warden's like, "You can't hoard meals. I give you just enough to live. Yeah, not too much, not too little, just enough. But you hoarded it. Um, but it's weird because he didn't really hoard it. I mean, he no, really he, just, he just, had some, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, so he tried to give him Ray Liotta and Ray Liotta's get your rat bread out of my face. Mm-hmm. So the guy just put it back down his shirt. So it's still there. Yeah. I guess he's hoarding it. Maybe. But he, it, for the punishment for this was ten lashes, mm. and by lashes he means yeah, prodding him with a with a cattle prod, which he wants Ray Liotta to do. Yeah, and I don't think the first one counted, which I was like, that's weak. Yeah, he gets like sucks. 10 more, but that was like the practice one. No. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wanted to make sure he knew how to do it. And shout out to Lash LaRue. <laughs> Anytime uh, we mention whipping someone, um, Jeremy, uh, we, we uh, watched a movie starring literally, the guy's name is Lash LaRue, and he's known for just always having a whip in a movie. And I talked to my dad about this, who knows a lot about obscure older movies. He's like, I totally know Lash LaRue. <laughs> and it gave me like a backstory as bananas. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all you Lash LaRue <laughs> fans out there, we don't forget. No. Um, but he, uh, shit. What? I, so no, he, he's like, I don't want to do it. And then he. Yeah, ho- 2675 is mouthing off. Yeah. Who's Ray Liotta. Ray, yeah. And uh, one of the guards puts a gun on him and he's like, do it or I'll. I don't I remember if he was going to kill the the other prisoner or Ray Liotta. I think he said, I'm going to pop your daddy. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a popping daddy, all right. Uh, but Ray Liotta like, kind of gets the upper hand. He fucks him up and gets the gun uh-huh. and, and puts it on uh, the, guy, the guy's head. Warden. The warden's head. And he's like... That, that was my jowl. He's like, you're going to Sector 4. Yeah. <laughs> Jungle zone. Yeah. Sector 4. Right, it's, it's, the, sector four is the beginning of Contra. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're dropped off in the jungle. And it just, is. And you just start running. Because I note that Ray Liotta is just constantly running in this film. And yeah. it's it's really sage wisdom. Like, like, honestly, out of all the movies we watch, how do people get killed? They just start dicking around and like, what's going on? I'm in a forest. <laughs> no, you start running. Who are all these people with axes? You start running. Like, why are you questioning? Mm-hmm. And Ray Liotta... He's a good runner. so Yeah, he yeah. gets to business. Yeah. He gets down to business. It's not even military training. I know in the core of my heart, that was just him. He's like, the military didn't teach me to run like this. I did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run like hell. And I'm out of here. Forrest Gump style. Yeah. Never never turn back. No. But he's surrounded. He's in jungle zone. He's in sector four. Yeah, the helicopter drops him off. Uh, they throw him onto the ground. He is immediately covered in rats. There are yeah. rats everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, let's go back okay. uh, just for a second because yeah. this could give us some. Uh, maybe I'll read a future note or okay. note for the future. <laughs> uh, future notes. Future notes. Um, I remember Jeremy and I would also watch like you know this is the fair of the day in the early to mid nineties like the hulky like Stallone and Schwarzenegger movies. Jeremy, any Schwarzenegger movie you think we should mm. cover on the list? I am absolutely Ooh. in for a good Schwarzenegger film. Okay, um, Commando. Yeah. Sure. Like if you want like obscure ones, a little more obscure. Um, Cause what's the one where he's like fighting the devil? Is that like, there's, <laughs> like, there's like the end of that, days. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's like, I can't remember what the name of that is, but I actually like that movie. Yeah. So I we do could do that. Well. And then there's like him and like, he's more like, I was going to say cyborg, but it's like, no, it was like a more a future film. They're all kind of like, there's like four films that came out in like late nineties, early two thousands, but like Eraser. Yeah, Eraser. That's what I'm thinking. Eraser. Yeah. <laughs> See, boom. Or uh the... <laughs> shit. What is the one where he has to fight his own clone? Uh oh, oh that's a six uh the sixth like the day. sixth day. day. Yeah. 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 See, there's all these films. Yeah, think about let's all think about this as a collective. Sorry, I thought about it as soon as you guys mentioned the chopper. And side note, get to I, the chopper. I found Mike the perfect ugly sweater. I don't know what was it like <laughs> nine years ago, and it was like pixelated Schwarzenegger running to the chopper, and all throughout the sweater it just said "Get me to the chopper." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Mike, like two years later, was like, "I'm gonna buy that." Like I just send him a link. Mike's like, "I'm gonna buy that." And then we went on for a long while, <laughs> like we couldn't find the link. And last year I did it after years, and it's sold out and non-existent now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, so disappointing a side note mike buys an ugly sweater every christmas so i was trying i was trying to give him the one up on that one i tried next time yeah oh this is where quickly i start making hook references left and right um boom so yes ray liotta sees what looks like tribal men pop up from the trees in the woods and you're like oh my god and he just starts running like hats off to him and he sees more and he sees more and then this is where i note oh man we're in a neverland lost boys situation and then i was like who is the rufio (laughs) and i do know who the rufio in this movie is um but uh yeah and most of these guys are just like hooting and grunting they're not like hey stop man (laughs) don't run away from us like they can all speak english i'm assuming but right. they like you don't find that out until you meet like the head bad guy Rufio. <laughs> they just yeah they just like oh ah yeah they're just running around in the forest ho- hooting and grunting. I mean and to give them a little credit, as I have now seen the movie, if I was just eating rat stew every day, my day, and and usually my day consisted of 
Maybe a guy's going to come out of a chopper and normally I'm just sitting and shitting myself by this tree. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, I can't blame just any of these. I can't, I can't blame any of them. That's where we're at. It is where we're at. Well, yeah, so he, he does get captured and kind of fucked up by the Mad Max natives. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Um, and he gets taken to like, it's like a resort like a rundown resort, kind of. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, because there's like cars and shit laying around. So whatever island they're on used Jurassic to Jurassic Park. This yeah. whole movie is Jurassic. I swear to God, it's the same island, Jurassic it Park. It might be, yeah. Like those helicopter scenes around the island is it's like Jurassic identical Park, yeah. to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Merrick. Um, but oh, yeah. And Merrick is, the, Merrick is Rufio. Yeah. Yes. And he, he's explaining. And he, he's... He's pretending to be like the concierge at a resort. He's like, welcome to our resort. We have amenities and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this dude is a, a lunatic. Yes, he, he is a lunatic. <laughs> uh, he becomes super flamboyant in areas of this movie. He gives fake tours in this movie. Um, would he, I be afraid? He's the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. So yeah, like a, a straight up like, oh no, this dude might have sex on the desk with his assistant at one point or... You know, shoot me in the face. Mm -hmm. I like him. Like, would I be scared of this guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Not, he's a sarcastic not. bad guy throughout. Yeah. And I feel all the henchmen are like, I don't know where this guy's coming from. And I'm like, could this be the bad guy I would be? Like, yeah. I'd just like come out of my head. They're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, crickets. Crickets in danger, everyone. And people are like, oh, God, here he goes. I'm like, no escape. <laughs> crickets in danger. Yeah, so uh, they order Leota to death. Uh, we could call him Leotes. I think yeah. it, would be, it would be appropriate. Raylo? Well, he has to like fight. Well, it's not really order to death, but it's like, yeah. you got to fight this big dude. We, five minutes in the pool with Ralph. Oh, yeah. Good old Ralph. Ralph, he immediately fucks up Ralph. Yeah, this is a brilliant yeah. scene. I mean, yeah. this is really highlights that I might be like joking, but my excitement for this film is very real, and it's really put here in writing situations like this you guys yeah. could describe it's awesome well i mean it's very much like to go back to indiana jones like it, you know the big guy with the sword doing the moves and then indiana jones just like goes he shrugs and shoots him because that's basically what happens ralph comes out and he's this big fuck off guy he's like yeah, he's like mad max yeah. big dude right and ray liotta just grabs it like a sharpened stick and throws it right through his chest and then yeah. the guy does basically the splits because he's dying on a big log mm -hmm. racks himself and <laughs> yeah. falls into the water and dies. And this honestly is so the lead uh, Merrick. Um, yeah, he's fucking stoked. He's like, dude, yeah, this the, is dope. This is more writing that I really like. So if we were in a Mad Max situation, it's usually like Mad Max does something like this, like does something heroic, kill someone. And they're like, we're still going to kill you. Or like you've, dashed my plans. I don't know why I'm talking about like Dr. Evil and like <laughs> Inspector Gadget, but like, oh, Dr. Evil. Um, but but the, yeah, that was good. Yeah, thank you. I'll get you next time. Um, yeah, uh, the, Merrick is immediately in. Like, dude, that I did not expect. And now I want to give you a job. You are super cool. Like, Merrick is stoked. Yeah. I don't know why Ray Liotta kind of reacts the way he does. Like, even if he was going to run or get out of this, I think he could have planned this better. I would have played along with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stuart Wilson is Merrick. I don't really know him for much, but I, I, I thought that guy was excellent. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jeremy, would you have just been like, 
screw you and left, I would have like the guy's like, I'll give you whatever. Like, right. We could be friends. Well, yeah, we, I would have. I would have asked more questions. Yeah. I wouldn't have just run away. We well, don't, uh, don't know what else is out there. Like this, this might be the best option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I don't know how big this island is. I don't know where we're at. This could be the best option. Um, yeah. This guy's offering What's me a job. What's the food situation? <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe, what is the food and water situation here? Maybe I shouldn't run off in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, lots, lots of options. Like, he, play cool for a day. Leotes has <laughs> just got to run though. I'm glad you're done with the Leotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray Leota, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes great over a nice warm bowl bowl of Leotes. <laughs> Leo. I like the overnight Leotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, do you put a little almond milk, or you like tr- true cow milk? Oat milk for me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I said cow milk because uh, and if yeah. you were in Parks and Rec, there was a future situation where Ron Swanson was told that like oh, all these new kinds of milk. What's this? And he's like, ah, it's cow milk. It's like <laughs> it's goddamn milk. What are you, t- what are you talking about? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so he he fucking books. He takes a gun first and he books it. Uh, <laughs> Rufio just screams. Death. Ah! <laughs> he does. Death. And this gun, the this gun that he takes is very important, very important to the movie. Yes. And yeah, yeah it's like it's a missile gun, and he's just like, "I'll take that," and mm-hmm. off he goes. Yeah. Yeah, and what's the backstory of this gun? Like, did they ever ever say where it actually came from? No. Yeah, I don't I, think so. Like where the I'm hell assuming. Did... Well, we we figure out later in the movie that the the pri- the warden is providing yeah. supplies. But to this I don't camp think of, it would be that. So all I kept thinking is like, which helicopter pilot would have smuggled it? So think about like any story anyone's ever read or movie, like the <laughs> the prison guards working with prisoners. <laughs> what in hell would they offer the prison guard for a rocket gun? There's a lot of packs of cigarettes. <laughs> Guys, this island ganja <laughs> is off the hook. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, that's like, all I'm thinking. Like, we, like I'm going to get you a missile gun. I'm going to get you a crate. <laughs> like a crate mm-hmm. of island ganja. <laughs> How high indeed, Red Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Method Man, I haven't forgotten you. Oh. Um. What the fuck? Oh, so he he's he running. Runs. Yeah, he, he runs. runs. But he do, they do catch up to him. Um, and he beats the shit out of everybody that, encou- that he yeah. encounters. Oh yeah, he fucks everyone up. Uh, but then they like they corner him on a cliff, and they shoot darts into his neck, and he he falls off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just got to run. Yeah. Did they do something to his leg? Because, as we'll get to in a minute, he's limping around when he gets to like the other camp. Yeah. So he falls off that cliff. I have a picture that (laughs) I will show you. It is not the picture we'll use for the icon. Mm -hmm. Um, I will try to load it up really quick so you guys could see it. He falls off a large cliff. Just yeah, like like 300, 400 foot cliff. (laughs) Yeah, and and he's and when he hits the water, it is he is flat as a pancake. (laughs) That would have instantly killed him. Like, there is no human on Earth that could ever survive falling into water like that. I zoomed in on this, and I'm going to show Jeremy. (laughs) He's just vibing. It is just a ridiculous picture. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's insane. So my only thought is, did it happen then? Because Jeremy, I totally agree with you. When the hell did this happen? Um, probably the 
<laughs> probably broken with all of the other bones in your spine and probably your skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just, yeah, they scoop Ray up in like a fishing net. This, yeah, so going back to Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, remember they go off the uh, the waterfall with a raft. Mm-hmm. Well, times that by three, and that was Ray Liotta's free fall back first into a creek. <laughs> a little, but little, he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Man, Ray is leg. okay. He's doing all right. He'll walk it off. Yeah. There's even a point in time later that uh, I don't even. He doesn't have like a, a walking stick. Yeah, he, it, he, like he, it gets better. Liotta. Yeah. He's totally fine. Yeah, he, it just stops his running. So is is so going back to Marvel <laughs> in a world of Marvel films, Ray Liotta is his power is speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't he, now. It's now it's flattened. Yeah, damn it! Come on, Liotts. And so, yeah, and this is where the other crew comes in. We find out that there are more people on this island. Yeah, he gets rescued by nicer people. Nicer people. Yeah, he gets res- rescued by Bishop from Alien and Ernie Hudson. Yeah. That's all you need to know. It is all there's, you need. There's other, there's other people that live yeah. here and there. There's that one yeah, guy, it, like Dysar. Is he like the the beach salesman? No, the beach salesman is Benny from The Mummy. You're right, yeah. Um, but Dysar is the one, like, uh, like the inventor, and he's, like, working on, like, the gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with the... Awesome glasses. Yeah. Yeah, he's got cool glasses. <laughs> yeah, so Ernie Hudson is kind of like quick uh, quick there. Um, so basically, like, uh, Ray Liotta wakes up, like, where the hell am I? And they're like, you're on this other part of the island. And Ernie Hudson, uh, I don't know if he says it here or later, is the security for this part of the island and tries to make sure that everything is going according to plan. There is a dude in charge who is the father, mm-hmm. who is played by the same actor who is Bishop, the automaton in mm-hmm. Alien. Um and that's the island he's on. It seems pretty chill. I yeah. would probably be fine living my days there, especially in that situation if I was put in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Rich people would probably pay like $300 a night to stay on this island. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, off grid, like, oh, we're off grid now. You cannot believe the prisoner nut butter you could get on this island. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The yeah. Prisoner nut butter. But yeah, he so he goes. He decides to go looking for that nut butter, um, and he's he's kind of snooping around. And he he tr- of all the he goes in. He tries to go into one hut, and it's the one that he's not supposed to. <laughs> Immediately, like, don't yeah. you ever go? I think that's when it is established. Ernie Hudson yeah. is running security. Yeah, like he gets out of his bed, he walks around. You're a free man, not in that yeah, hut. <laughs> the first place he tries to go, Ernie Hudson's like, no, 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 no. That's why. I, that's why I put your hut next to this hut, right? So you would remember not to go. <laughs> <laughs> Every day you will remember not to go in this hut. <laughs> yeah. For the nut. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and now we get a little bit more exposition about what's happening. Uh, Bishop from Alien is telling him they're, they're 200 miles away from the mainland. Uh, you know, nothing, you can't escape. There's no escape, by the way. No. Um, and Ray is the first person that has ever escaped from Merrick's group yes. and like survived. So everybody's like, they don't really trust him at this point. They're like, is he like a mole? What's going on here? So yeah. they don't trust him because he's the first guy. And uh, and, and there's yeah. double crossers on each side. And yeah, Jeremy, you're alluding to like bigger problems mm-hmm. because it does totally make sense. They're like, maybe this guy's a mole. And later you find out there's just moles everywhere, which honestly makes sense. You yeah. would probably want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but now we're introduced to uh, the Tom King. 
Who's that? His roommate? No. The, the, we're introduced to uh, Kevin Dysart right now. Oh, oh yeah, 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 Dysart, yeah. Well, we're, the, we're introduced to a couple people. Yeah, he's getting the yeah. tour. He's like, yeah. don't go in that goddamn room. But let me introduce you to everyone. They're lovely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and there's the like the weird germaphobe guy. That's King. <laughs> That's I, King. Okay. I had to read my handwriting, but it is it is known also if you want to compare the islands and the uh, the factions that Merrick's faction has six hundred outsiders. They're known as the outsiders, mm -hmm. and I the, I just kept calling them free men because they're like different parts of the island. And there's only ninety eight where Ernie Hudson and the father and Ray Liotta are now. So it's so it's like a six to one ratio. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing because I thought I wrote goo outsiders. I'm mm -hmm. like, who are the goo, <laughs> the goo outsiders? outsiders. I'm like, oh, six that's, a, that's a different film, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the bonus credits. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So we we meet King, who is is he the one that patched up his leg? Oh well, well, King is his roommate. Oh, Dysar well, is roommate. fixing the gun, and Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon's brother, is Casey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kevin Dillon kind of sucks. He's just a young scrap. Yeah. This movie, if it was Robin Hood, he would have been uh, Christian Slater. Yeah. He's like, ah, he just I'm has like a dumb look to his face the entire movie. Yeah. He just, he reminded me of like the little wiener kid from the second Matrix movie. It was like, oh, geez, Neo, what's happening? Do you know who I'm talking about? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he killed? Yeah, of course he is. No one likes that fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's just like a little wiener guy. Um, he's uh, he'd be uh, in uh, Keanu Reeves going uh, another direction. He would be um, who's who plays Mutt in Indiana Jones? Labeef, Shallow Labeef, Mister Shallow Labeef, and Constantine. <laughs> in Constantine, Shallow Labeef is the cab driver. Yeah, he's like, I love you here. Yeah, and then he dies. Everyone who follows Keanu Reeves dies yeah. in uh, all the movies. So that's really sad. I'm gonna write a new movie for you, Keanu Reeves. It's where you and I are friends. Oh no! It's a document. <laughs> it's a documentary that I hope comes true. <laughs> it's like you come over, you hang out, we podcast. Mm -hmm. You show Mike and I sick baselines. Yeah, cool. Take that. I'm taking it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, Tom King is uh, this also like weird dude. He's like, I'm your roommate. I'm the host of all the newcomers, and and so. Casey is uh, Matt Dillon's brother, Kevin Dillon. Yeah, he's this weird kid just like really consumed with the idea that Ray Liotta escaped from Merrick's camp. No one's done this. So he's mousing around, like sneaking behind. Oh, and he like, loves the Liotas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is where he's in just, awe of him. Yeah. Got, so he like pops up and Ray Liotta's like, stop following me. But he still follows him. And this is the cherry on top. Ray Liotta gives himself a casual little walk, walks down to the coastline and there's some stairs going down a cliff. Mm -hmm. And then there's some stuff we'll learn later that they're kind of like doing stuff, uh, like the Freeman part of the island. And Casey Dillon, or Casey Dillon, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Dillon, who is Casey, pops up again. He's like, I call this wet dream. I'd be like, <laughs> we're done, dude. He's like, this is wet dream because it's wet and I come here and I dream about escaping. I'd be like, dude. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> but this this is where we're introduced to Benny, who scavenges the beach for for goods. Yeah, Benny, who plays the uh, Jeremy. You've seen the Mummy, I'm sure. Yeah, like the with 
yeah, uh, Brent, what's Brendan his Brendan? Yeah. 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 So, so like the dude who's a big sellout uh, and gets crushed and eaten by all the flesh eating beetles at the end of the mummy. Um, he Does is, he have bad teeth in the mummy too? Like, I feel like this guy's character always has bad teeth. <laughs> maybe, like those discolored teeth. teeth. He's in Goldeneye too. Isn't he in James Bond? Who is he in James Bond? Oh, no, wait. Is he in another movie? Is he in another spy movie? I don't know. Okay. Benny, we'll find out. Yeah. I'm on it. You two talk. Benny, I'm finding you. Yeah. So it, and he wants Ray has the best boots oh, on the island, and they are a coveted item. Yeah. A coveted item. They were made for walking. Yeah. R- running, it, it seems. Yeah. Running um, boots. Yeah. He's trying to cut deals. He's, he has some kind of reverse consignment. We're like, hey, you sign your boots over to me, and uh, I don't get them, but when you die, they're mine. And Ray Liotta is like, okay, you know, no, no boots. Ray, Ray, Ray's always in a perpetual state of like, do I have to fucking be here with these <laughs> yeah. people? He just seems really, <laughs> like, this is kind of just a mild inconvenience for him at, at yeah. best. He's got plans. Yeah, he's like, fuck, guys, you're really slow in my role. The actor we're referencing earlier was Kevin J. O'Connor, and mm-hmm. yes, he plays Benny Benny Gabor in mm-hmm. The Mummy. He's in Chill Factor. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Van Helsing. Yeah. A little bit of Law and Order going on. I mean, well, who hasn't that's been? a class act. Yeah. G- G- oh, yeah. That's what I totally remember. Oh, no, I'm not joking. Because I watched this, I think, last summer. Uh, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Mm-hmm. He is Dr. Mindbender. Um, I knew oh, he was in okay. something that I watched more recently. I thought he's in like a spy movie somewhere as like a just like a, a small character. I feel Maybe like, it's really deep rising is what I'm thinking of. I, mean, I feel like we watched a movie with him in it recently. Was it Chicago Cab or Hit Me? Oh, Lord of Illusions. Boom. Mm. Virtuosity. Yes. Virtuosity's in <laughs> Nice. Can't escape. Canadian Bacon, No Escape. Okay. Oh man, Hero, Equinox, FX2, F slash X2. Oh my god, I forgot these were movies. I think I think Jeremy and I watched FX at some point in time. Do you remember the series of movies? Yeah, with uh, Brian Denny, I believe, was one of the uh, lead actors. In I'm that, sorry, Brian Denny as Leo McCarthy. You are correct. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Wow. Well, we're back in. So, yeah, still yeah. no escape. <laughs> no, no escape. But uh, Ray Liotta goes out for a little nighttime snoop. Uh, yes. And he sees some some secret nighttime shit. And he doesn't really know what he's seeing. Yeah, and people are holding a wheel. Yeah, there's a wheel. There's some machinery. Uh, Ernie Hudson rolls up and knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, the huts. Yeah. Lionel huts. Lionel huts. <laughs> um. <laughs> but then basically, I'm just going to skip ahead because, yeah. I mean, the movie does get a little lengthy. Then I'm going to argue, is this Die Hard? Because, boom, we just entered a Christmas movie, friends. Uh, yeah. I think we're watching a Christmas movie. It is movie. Christmas. They, they do have a Christmas party. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy, tell your wife this Christmas, uh, we're going to put on no escape. Get the kids. <laughs> Another off, one to add to the list. Turn off the Grinch. Turn off uh, <laughs> Turn off any movie you could think of um, because it's no escape Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I love the, uh, the hats that they made for everybody in the yeah. village in this scene. And by the way, these motherfuckers have some... Excellent items washing up on shore. I mean, the pa- like paper for hats, mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy. We have a moonshiner that we were introduced earlier. That yeah, is there's making... a bar in this village. Yeah. I mean, no mm-hmm. wonder Merrick wants this place. He's like, fuck, dude, get the yeah. short end of the stick I mean, here. It seems great. I would go there now. Right. I mean, everyone seems pretty dope, but Merrick is planning an attack. I was like, oh man, on Christmas. I even noted like historically, there's that you know, uh, 
that skirmish between like the American and maybe British soldiers and the Germans, and they called a ceasefire in World War II on Christmas. Are yeah. you both aware of this? Yeah. They're like, it, like historically, they're like, we're not going to fight on Christmas night. Yeah, I think, I think it was World War One. It was like it was, a, one. it was a trench thing. I mean, yeah. they might have done it in two as well, but but yeah, but I'm like, damn, Merrick, you can't even you can't even like be better than like no. that. So he he attacks and yeah. Well, and they that. they know he's going to attack because they were tipped off by their spy. This is where we find out first that they have a spy in Merrick's camp. Yeah, yeah, and Merrick knows that too. He's like, mm. yeah. Not happening. No. <laughs> Merrick mad. Um, but yeah, during this fight, there's like, there's kind of fires being set. Man, they love fires. They love yeah. fires. You know what? You know what? Human beings don't like fire. But the, the, and this is where we see, we're, now we kind of flash back to the main prison. We have Warden Dickbags. Um, and he's kind of watching this on satellite. And he's like, hmm. Should we be worried about all these fires? Is someone going to notice? And his little lackey's like, no, those fires are too small to notice. But this is kind of where we're realizing that, like, what this warden is up to on this island is not really legit. No, warden, those fires are dope. <laughs> it's a small fire. <laughs> he, he does not talk like that, by the way. It's just a grease fire. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> all true. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of things. Father was stabbed during He stabbed a couple times, but he's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he gets stabbed. He gets stabbed and captured as well. Yeah, um, because basically this battle. It's it's if you've seen Lord of the Rings, this is basically Helm's Deep and Lord of the Flies and Lord of the Flies. And I realized while watching this, Jeremy and I were in the same English class while we learned about Lord of the Flies. Boom. Okay. High school. Boom. It's a good throwback. I don't remember high school. No. Yeah, I remember that I book. <laughs> I smoked those years away in, in college. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that book in that class. Our teacher taught with a golf club. I always thought he was going to strike people. Did he, he not? He did not. Okay. <laughs> he didn't. He did not. <laughs> Rusty Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, but basically, the the whole attack was just a diversion so that Merrick could sneak it, sneak in, sneak in and capture the father. Yep. Yeah. And he does it. He does. Um, but it doesn't really work because Leotes comes in. Saves the day a little yeah. bit. And there's a little... Ray's not having that. Yeah, no, he's got no time for this shit. Um, <laughs> and, and, the, and the bootlegger that we see, he notes that the warden wants all of this to happen. He wants the prisoners to fight each other. He wants them to wipe each other out. Yeah. Um, and I, I really don't know why. Like, again, like, why is he making money in this way? We don't really know how... Pro- so we, Mike and I... Jeremy have a long standing joke from a TV show when it comes to a quandary like this. And uh, shout out to Colorado and Trey Parker and Matt Stone, South Park. So there's a South Park episode where it's the underpants gnomes. Have you ever seen this? And they, they break down like their uh, their business plan. <laughs> so so all, all of these yeah, so all of these gnomes have been stealing all of the kids underwear in town. And they find out where the gnomes are, and the gnomes are like very happily break down our plan. They're like, "Mike, you should, you should give it a it's, shot." It's like it's like step one or phase one: steal underpants. Step two, blank. Yeah, question mark. Question mark. <laughs> step three, profit. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and so the other thing is, all these people. I mean, there's 698 people on this island. Earlier in the movie, the warden had a gun to Ray Liotta's head, and he's like, "Hey, if you don't tase this guy nine times, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out." Mm-hmm. 
I mean, why are they why like these are all the people that can't make it in the normal prisons. Right. Why not just blow their brains out and dump them in that desert instead of sitting right. in this island and then watching them like some kind of sick twisted voyeur? Right. <laughs> he's a good he's a good Christian man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just movies have a long history. I mean, the Umbrella Corporation is a great example of this. Uh, what does the Umbrella Corporation do? <laughs> Exactly, like make, the Umbrella Corporation exists to cause chaos. Right, they, well, they, they like, make medicines. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you follow the movie chronology, by like the seventh movie, the world is over, but yet somehow the Umbrella Corporation still exists. They have the medicines you need. And they're still making money somehow, and all they're doing is making things worse. You're a half-zombie soldier in a post-apocalyptic fallout zombie world. Right. And you go to the Umbrella Corporation, you're like, dude, I need some Sudafed. And yeah. they're like, no problem. Great. And you take it, and then you mutate even more. And you're like, why did I fall for it the 12th time? Right. <laughs> and then Mila Jovovich blows her brains out. So. Mm-hmm. Well, someone's got to. <laughs> Boom. Um, but yeah, so they, they drive out the outsiders. Uh, there's still fucking fires everywhere. And th- this is where we first see the Leotes having a flashback. He has a flashback a couple times. Yeah, this is. I'm in a level with you. The flashbacks suck. The flashbacks. Oh, the flashbacks do suck. Yeah, yeah. Like the flashbacks are just like so out of place. Like whoever, this is such an afterthought. And it, it is. It's it, an afterthought. It exactly. It totally could have been a conversation with like honestly Ernie Hudson or the father. Like mm-hmm. this is my situation, and he like kind of honestly says it later to the father, which is right. like the flashbacks also just look cheap. They just don't look good. Um, I, again, very, very much in favor of this film, but yeah, the flashbacks well, got to go. Yeah, I mean, I think they threw this in because at this point, the movie's what, like almost halfway done or maybe a little bit more even? Yeah. Um, we we don't know that Ray Liotta isn't a bad guy at this point. Like, all we know, of it, we saw him shoot someone in the face and now he's in prison. Like, at, yeah, and then they did a brain scan. They're like, you're a, you're a psycho. You don't right. follow orders. You step off. You're never in line. Right. Like, at no point has anyone elaborated that, like, Ray Liotta killed that guy because he's not a bad guy. They don't know that I Ray Liotta's got a coda. Yeah. They filmed this whole movie, and at the end, some person came up and was like, hey, why did Ray Liotta shoot that guy in the beginning? They're like, <laughs> like fuck. God damn it. All right. <laughs> but, but, but here's the problem. I agree, Jeremy, but here's the problem. Some of the flashbacks are him just like, oh, there's fire and these fire arrows make me think of the fire I had in the right. fire war. And you're like, <laughs> but like nothing like is detailed out. Yeah, We're no, like, it, it we, explains zero. Like literally in his opening brain scan when he's being processed is like, so you served in this war and you don't follow orders. So I got it. Like, now I'm just shown clip art of fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hello, Windows 95. I would need a clip art of fire. Here we go. Here we go. Leotes. Yeah. So it, it, it serves to do nothing, but you start getting the idea that like something else is up with Leotes. Yeah. Um, okay. So they use a giant tree to breach into the, uh, the good folks compound and Merrick is searching for the father. And there's a reason for that. And we find that's where we're at right now. So we find out that the father is Merrick's dad. And I guess Merrick was born on the island. I don't know. I couldn't figure that part out. I missed that completely. I I did not know that at all. Yeah. You were paying more attention to this movie than I was. (laughs) I'm looking at my notes. uh, Sorry for the long pause. And I'm going to keep that in for dramatic effect that I looked at Mike and I thought, Am I alone on this? And I just realized Jeremy's the only one who passed that pop quiz. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, he like like when he finally gets to the father, he's like, "Hi, Dad." 
And yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that is why he's called the father, and that is why Merrick wants to get to this guy. Okay. But wait, Merrick is assumed that he poisoned... No, no, no. The father, the rumor is that he poisoned his wife, and that's why right. he was sent to the island. So is Merrick, well, I don't know. is Merrick then just like sassing him like, hey, daddy, <laughs> like, like, is he just saying that because people call him? The <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's like. A Maybe that's thing. why. Did you fail Maybe the quiz? That's why. Did we pass it, Mike? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. If he was born on the island. Because he does. He says there's no he ladies. Because I have this in my notes. Merrick walks up to the father and says, hi, dad. Merrick is father's son, question mark. That's what I put. All right. Yeah, I don't even remember this happening. No, I, don't I remember the stabbing. Yeah. You got to remember the stabbing. Yeah, well, okay. So the question mark on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day we'll find out an answer. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now where are we? So, and I think now, because we talked about the flashback, um, I think the next scene is where Leotes sees a submarine. Yes. And... Okay, I got it. I yeah. know we're red. So all of this, you know, Ray Liotta looking outside, what are they doing at night? It kind of comes to pass in this situation where he then finds out and he goes to Wet Dream, the area where there's the stairs and the cliff and stuff like that, that they have actually been building kind of this vessel, this boat. And the father and Ernie Hudson and Dysar and maybe a couple other people are in on it and uh, there's a really a cool question, and I was like, this is where the writing shines. These little moments do speak a lot. Immediately, Ray Liotta's like, who are the crew members? Who are these people on this boat? And they're like, they've been training in the caves. You've never met them. They've been training in secret. I was like, oh, man, like those are questions I have, and you're immediately answering them. So that's fun. But then uh, the boat, I'm just going to cut to the chase. It, it, it is spotted. They think it gets free because they've coded it and they don't think these radars are going to protect or uh, and satellites are going to pick it up. But the warden and his crew do and they blow it up and they're really sad. And this is crazy because in this one. Exactly. Ones, this is crazy. Indeed. Uh, immediately. He's like uh, Ray Liotta. That is he's like, I want in on the next boat. And he just starts demanding it and immediately. Uh, Ernie Hudson turns around and he's like, uh, I, I went on that boat and he goes, you haven't done shit. <laughs> just straight up. Just, you're not getting on the boat, mm-hmm. dude. Like you've been here for like a month. <laughs> right. No. Well, what, what kind of confused me about this scene is, yeah. So like they think the submarine gets free and clear from like, you know, whatever range it needs to. Uh, but then, then the gunship shows up and blows it up. But we see back at the, you know, at the, the warden's compound, uh, the, his little lackey's like, we're getting a transmission from the island, code seven. Uh, and that's, you know, you so you know that there's a rat that ratted him out. I also wrote code seven. Good note taking. Yeah. Uh, but, so, th- you know, but on the island, they see the submarine get blown up. And immediately they're like, no, it was too far away. They, they're, they're, someone tipped him off. So, like, I don't know why they assumed that someone tipped him off. Yeah. Because their whole concern was that it would be seen anyway. And then when it, I, when it was seen, they're like, it was a rat. Something I, ratted it I out. think the boat, so I'm going to make it up mm-hmm. uh, feet wise. They're like, if this boat clears 5,000 feet, it is beyond the satellite's uh, like orbit of being able to pick it up. And they were like, it is totally past that. Mm-hmm. Like we are in the free and clear. 
we have gone past that. Then the helicopter comes, blows up the boat, and they're like, someone in the inside would have had to know because it went beyond their scope. Maybe it just took a second to get there. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's, it was weird. Yeah. I, anyway, well, I mean, and, and, yeah. Am I nuts in th- like those Man helicopters nuts? then come back and blow up the entire beach area? Do they Correct. not? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they do. They, they fuck it all so, up. So why is the warden so obsessed with like thermal readings? Because that was a massive explosion on yeah, the beach. That, okay. Like that huge. Okay. <laughs> so going back earlier, I think now that we've pieced together like the players of the movie, what they're doing, the factions, the groups, it comes down to man butter and that nut butter and the warden <laughs> the prison wants nut butter the, the warden wants in <laughs> on it this is a service you know you go on you're like shark tank you're like hey sharks uh have you had island nut butter well i am the only warden that could get it and these men have been making it all of those years and that's why he's determined <laughs> and if you get the thermal readouts of the island, if the butter gets too heated, it breaks consistency. Like breaking a roux, much like mm. uh, all of you cooks out there. Uh, you don't want to break that. Um, and then the quality of the nut yeah. butter goes Keep down. Keep the heat down. Okay. Yeah. So Keep the I, heat I th- down. I think I got it. This guy is this guy's side projecting uh, some kind of uh, business fascinating that's well they gotta make the profits he said said it was big business yeah that's true you just didn't think it was coming down to nut butter (laughs) i I would be selling all those uh fancy little sweaters that they make each other yeah you know yeah matrix sweater 101 every time i've watched the matrix and neo wakes up i'm like always like thinking your rag sweater looks like the most comfortable thing (laughs) and i thought the same thing with ray liotta on this island the same sweater i think i bet if i went online Getting a sweater like that off Etsy would be like a thousand dollars, if not more. Mm-hmm. Not even like a replica. Someone's like, "You want this like yarn sweater?" Well, yeah, like my <laughs> my daughter made this. It's a thousand dollars, right? It was. It's made from like mink hair. Don't ever wash it. Wear it for less than twenty minutes a day. If you wear it or not, you will need to put it in a oak closet, and you will need to comb it once every hour. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your sweater. And I did. It, yeah. was be- it was beautiful. I wore it into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let me give you, give you a little plug in. Hey, if you ever want to reach out to us, hit us up at rabbittroopsuckspodcast at gmail.com or go to the website proper, rabbittroopsucks. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Write us any kind of movie selections that you might want us to cover. Write us any trivia you might know. Hit us up on an email. Go to our website. Look at Jeremy's photo. Have <laughs> I not noted that I go there about once a week just to be, if you're ever feeling down, look at Jeremy's photo. You're yeah, it's an going. uplifting photo. <laughs> so is. that's why our traffic <laughs> numbers have been up. It's you going to look at the photo every day. Or is our traffic up? No, it's not. Number up by three? I don't don't look at this shit. Oh my God, it's up by three. (laughs) Is that like the the Belarusians are uh, like, that's why we're big? Like they saw it there? Mm. I can't remember last where we saw, or we're big in another country. Oh yeah, I haven't done an international update in a while. Let me look at that. Yeah. But you guys keep talking. Well, well, the boat, the boat's gone. Boat's gone. But now he's he's talking to to the inventor guy. Dysart. Uh, Dysart about a new boat. And Dysart's like, I got, I got the sick V8. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm missing a piece. And he's like, I've seen pieces for this. 
at Merrick's camp. And I'm like, really? I'm like, man, this guy's got like a photographic memory because it's, half of Merrick's camp he was running through. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. So the minute I saw that V8, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a bit of a car guy. I noticed that it didn't have a distributor on it. And I remembered immediately from the beginning of the movie where he picks up a distributor and throws it away. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, there you go. it needs a distributor. I was like, fuck yeah, it does. So you're like, I remember throwing that around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well. So he's a man of all trades, uh, especially in the memory area. So yeah, he's like, I am going to develop a plan. And he tells this to father. And I don't know if I'm skipping anything. Let me know if I am. But uh, in the scene, he's basically highlighting, I want on the boat. And the father is much more sensitive and clearly why people like him Mm -hmm. than Ernie Hudson. And I love Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's security and a realist. Like, you didn't earn it, man. You're not getting on the boat. So the father's like, same, but a little more gentle. You didn't earn this. People have died for this. People have been on the island for years. People have designed it. He's like, I actually am going to fix the boat. I'm going to upgrade it. And I know the part you need for the engine. He's like, well, we don't have it. He's like, but if I get it, I want on the boat and I want to take Casey, who is uh, Dylan uh, with. He's like, you know, he doesn't belong here, uh, but I want room for two, me and him. And begrudgingly, he's like, if you get that part, which is basically a suicide mission of you going into Merrick's camp, I'll let you do it. I'm like, all right. And I like that they give Casey a spot on the boat. And this this is where Casey becomes a big bozo. Yeah. Um, yeah, Casey is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he. So as Leotes is heading off to the Outsiders camp, K, K- Dills is following him. Um, and Dyson. Oh, no. And the bootlegger is like, here's some Molotov cocktails. Yeah. He gives them some Molotov cocktails, which I think was just what they were drinking earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like it was their, it was the, <laughs> yeah. the bar beer and they're like, yeah, this right. shit is also powering the fucking boat too. So yeah, <laughs> it is now powering your brain. Yeah. And the bomb that you will make. But you know, Leos is not, is not stoked about K Dills following him, but it, 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 even though he tells him to go home, he doesn't fucking listen. Um, and K Dills gets captured. Yeah. And they put him uh, immediately. In, um, oh, immediately. Um, yeah, he's like blundering through the woods, like ah, yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> and Leos is like, like what dude, the fuck, yeah. Leos is like, nah, man, you gotta go. Yeah, um, Merrick refers to him as a sweet, tender, adorable little boy. And and, <laughs> and we learned his backstory like a, a bit ago that he was involved in a kidnapping and he didn't really know it. Yeah. So like the reason he's on this island is like, he was working for like more of like a mob. And like part of the deal was like he did a pickup and it turned out to be kids. He was like, I would never have hurt kids. I would have never done this. Like, yeah, he committed a crime. Why the hell he's on a maximum security prison? He clearly like took the rap, I guess. And like, he, yeah, it is all very correct that Leota's assessment was he doesn't belong here. It is absolutely clear. Like, he does not belong here. 100%. Yeah. Um, and he should be making the PS5s back at the other prison. He should be. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, he, he does get captured. He gets put in a, like a jigsaw style collar trap. I also wrote saw in my notes. Okay, good. Um, we're on the same page. Um, I also referenced Ernie Hudson as E HUD. -HUD, Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so while, while he's being tortured, sort of, uh, Leo's, you know, he gets in, he gets the distributor, uh, but he gets captured as well. Yeah. Womp womp. 
And the, uh, the result of this is that Merrick wants to make them fight each other to the death. Yeah, this is a weird moment because Ray Liotta, who is trained, like uh, he's an ex-vet, he has killed many men, even in this film that we've seen as, you know, the audience. He is very apprehensive. How are we going to get out of this? I mean, it's a very Star Trek moment, I mean, which is encapsulated in another movie, Jeremy and I have seen, The Cable Guy, which I would mm-hmm. absolutely do. <laughs> we did Cable see Guy. that. Yeah, it's a totally underrated film. Um, we saw that in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it's like, dun, 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 dun. that's the Star Trek-like thing, and that's like when Jim Carrey is, you know, like mocking it. Mm-hmm. That's the scene, and Ray Liotta's backing off. Casey goes like shit house crazy. He's like, yeah, like I'm going to fight you. Like at first, like he does have a plan, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, And it's supposed to be stupid. It's written that way because he's just, as I noted yeah. in my notes, a dumb lunk. He's a tender, adorable little boy. Right. Um, <laughs> that he just starts like attacking Leota. Like, he's like, well, one of us is going to die. I was like, is going to be yeah. you, bro. But that's what he wants. Yeah. And then it turns out it is that he's like, you got to stab me. Like, he's like, only one of us is going to get out of here. You're the only one with a chance. And then just thrusts himself on a blade. I was like, <laughs> damn, dude. Like, harsh. Yeah. As my daughter would say, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> bummer, bummer, man. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, his, pl- so he's dead now. Uh, but his plan doesn't fucking work because they put, they, after this, they just put Leotes in a guillotine. Yeah. And then here comes the writing again. Uh, good and bad for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad, I'm going to start with this. Merrick is like, me and a couple of my henchmen, we're going to put you in this chamber and it's a guillotine and you're going to die. So peace out. Like we thought you thought you were going to live. Hell no. But you'll live for like five minutes. I'm going to walk out of here. That's the bad writing. Like, dude, all I kept thinking was Austin Powers. (laughs) Dad, we've got a gun. I got a gun in my room. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to get a gun. Dad, we shoot him in the head. Scott, you just don't get it, do you? (laughs) Why the hell are you leaving? shoot him yourself dude like make sure this guy is dead like this guy is clearly one-on-one the biggest threat to you clearly and one on five you could probably take out down your henchman big problem and people seem to like him and you like him which is super <laughs> yeah. weird don't leave the room shoot him um he leaves the room with a henchman and then you think ray Liotta is gonna die and i do like the writing um you know, it's all stopped. Another henchman's taken out, and the other guy's like, dude, I'm the mole they were talking about earlier. Like, you gotta get the hell out of here. I was like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. good timing, dude. Yes. Yeah. So, I forgot about the mole. Yeah. I don't know if you guys did. I was like, so yeah. when it happened, I was like, oh, awesome. And then and then the guy that that saves him could use some face cream. Oh, he's face cream. Oh, he's burned. Yeah. 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 He... He saved him because he doesn't have a lot of time yeah. left. Well, like, Leotz is like, why'd you do it? And he said, redemption or some, something. Yeah. I mean, it was really, as I said, he, was, he went to go shit himself by a tree and like died a minute later. Yeah. He's like, it was like two minutes left of his life redemption. Like, I've been kind of a shit bag for these last years. I could free you. I guess, because I'm going to die in five minutes. So take it easy, bro. <laughs> redemption. Yeah, right. Tell, tell Ehud I was cool. that's all we got but he's got the distributor he's back baby he does headed back to the other side now it's time for war and mystery and intrigue a lot of deception father getting stabbed probably led to his sickness I read that in my notes Ray Liotta comes back we're gonna do it baby we got the distributor and the father's like I'm dying friend 
He, he has Hodgkin's he has disease. Hodgkin's he disease. He says that, but he's been stabbed about five times. Well, like there's this, and very always close to the heart. So, <laughs> um, Matt probably accelerated anything he had at any point. I mean, they literally noted pink, <laughs> like they literally noted pink eye could kill you. This guy's been stabbed. If you have Hodgkin's disease, don't get stabbed. No, especially like, try to avoid stabbing. Well, I had this rusty like rat gut creek water knife that I stabbed you with five times. They said earlier pink eye could kill you. Probably not in great shape. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he wants Leos to take his place as father. Yeah. Um, but Leotz is like, nah. I'm gonna Leotz get. I'm is gonna get out of here. No. He, that. So as a consolation prize, the father gives him a journal. He's like, tell the world of all the shitty things they did here. I wrote it down in this in this journal. So what you're saying is Leotz is not totes, but if he does this, he could be the goat. Yeah. That that's that's what I was. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we learn what Ray's uh, crime was. What or why he shot. The guy yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, because when the, the boat turns on, he has another shitty flashback. Oh, my God, flashback. <laughs> um, but and after the flashback, he explains it to Father. Uh, <laughs> it was something... It kind of sounded like the plot to Running Man at the beginning. Yeah, like they yeah. bombed a village of women and children. 100%. Like his, his superior Man. covered it up. They're, and they're so he blew the guy's brains out. So we, we got they are. yeah we got to get in on the original Running Man. Yeah, point. I would I would do Running Man for sure. Um, but uh, shit, what happened? Oh, the there's another attack. The the fucking outsiders show up again. But <clears throat> Ray Liotta has fixed the gun. The he did one fix gun the gun to rule them all. And it does rule them all. It, it does. Yo, I, I know that. It fucking rules hard. Yeah. yeah. No one saw that coming. Well, also, I think... Ray yeah. loaded it. No, yeah. He, he that was did. a big boom. Um, they, they had evacuated the village because this was kind of Leotz's plan. Um, so when, when you know, Merrick and the boys raid the town, uh, he just... He, Leos is up on like a tower and he's like, I, I guess what? And he just fucking rockets all of them. Well, wait, wait, before this, there's a total bro moment between Ehud and Leotz. Cause oh, they, yeah. so the plan was to evacuate the village. He's like, we're going to die. Um, and there's more, we, we've got to save the people. Like regardless if they take over the village and everyone's like, but like, we need to rebuild. We'll start over. It's like, you will die or that's the option. Mm-hmm. And father's like, I order it to be done. And Ernie Hudson is pissed yeah he's like this is ridiculous um but ray Liotta fixes the gun and he uh ehud ehud goes uh to like basically chew him out at night he's like this bullshit blah 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 like i'll be the only one defending the village and uh ray Liotta's like dude i i'm gonna be here too like he's like whoa really he's like oh yeah i told everyone else to leave but i'll stay with you and it is bro yeah valentine day (laughs) firework heart emoji special Mm -hmm. it is the look in the Ernie Hudson eye is like looking at a doe in the woods. Like, hey, buddy, we're friends forever. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's that's. I'm gonna take a screenshot of that, and that's gonna be what I send my <laughs> wife for Valentine's Day. I said send, but I just hand her to. Since <laughs> you're in the mail. Ray and Ernie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just Ray and Ernie. Look at me. I look at you. This uh, the yeah. The caption will be: I look at you every morning this way. Love, Paul. <laughs> Find a man who looks at you like Ernie Hudson looks at Ray Liotta. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> yeah, so it's Ehud, Liotz, and a gun. Mm-hmm. 
You don't need much more, honestly. And this movie proves that. No. So they have gasoline the village. Like that would basically they've taken all of the bootleggers stuff, uh, threw it all over the village. There's a couple, you know, bottles of it. Uh, I do like this, that Merrick and his gang run in and they're all happy as hell. Yeah, let's do it. And then they get to the middle and they're like, oh, like the whole place is abandoned. <laughs> oh, and, no. who's that up there? And they, yeah, that'll have you guys lead off. It's right. It's Leotes. It, it is Leotes. And he just, he rockets, he rockets them right to the moon. <laughs> rockets the shit out of them. He does like, rocket the this, shit out of them. This is like a small, like a thermonuclear warhead on the end of this thing. Yeah. And I don't know if this was a desired outcome, but now here's that heat signature that we were talking about back in HQ. The lackeys like, oh fuck, warden, they they're gonna see this one. Yeah, like, and and we're not exaggerating when we're like, oh, he kills everyone. I mean, there is. Cl- I mean, do you think Merrick's dead? Surprise. Of course, not. Merrick's not dead. But yeah, but everyone else is. There was like near six hundred of these baddies. They're all dead. That's <laughs> Ray Liotta. It's done. Yeah. Like even if Merrick survives, now it's still like ninety-ish yeah. uh, of the free people before. Uh Merrick's rule is over. Um I yeah, he took out like five hundred plus people. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it is this real pivotal moment where like there's this huge war and the war is done. Yeah. Like, just, it, there are fights still, but the war is totally done. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and now two things are happening simultaneously. The warden has summoned a chopper to take him to the island. I don't know what he plans on doing when he gets there, but he's going. And <laughs> and, and it's so funny because he's like, should we wait for these other backup choppers? Like, there's like six other choppers yeah. that you, and he's like, no. No, no, we're we're go, go, we gotta go right saying, now. <laughs> I, I don't know if I wrote this down in my notes. I'm not even gonna look. But they keep saying, it's not even far away. It's like six or seven minutes. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like... Yeah, just drop me off right here. Um, no, 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 no. Well, you know, and that's interesting because they said that the, the island was 200 miles away from the coast. They did earlier. And their prison, where the where we know the warden is, is in the middle of a desert. Yeah. So this is a real fast fucking helicopter. Maybe he was somewhere else. Maybe he wasn't actually at that prison. Maybe he's at a day spa. Maybe he works out. Yeah, maybe. What do you think the workout facilities are like at the prison for the warden? Not oh, the no, yeah. You just it's you just beat up the prisoners. <laughs> so he just goes around, and just like beats the shit. They out tie the him up. Well, and, yeah, and he punches them. Yeah, that warden doesn't use the workout facilities. No, he, he clearly does not. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's yeah, that's, that's the appropriate response. That warden definitely does not. No. Uh, but while the warden is is flying over in the helicopter, oh shit, it's Merrick. He's back, um, and he he kind of gets the drop on Leotes, But who's still alive? It's father. Yeah, father comes in, kind of saves Leotes. Yeah, man, this guy could, this guy's been stabbed so many times. Yeah, and just wal- waltzing around. Yeah, I mean, is it the second coming? I'm starting Maybe. to believe. <laughs> but he he does the ultimate stabbing. I think he, he kicks Merrick off of like a some scaffolding, and he just gets impaled on a big spike that's in the ground. I drew that. I drew the impaling. Did so you? Sometimes I have a little 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 stick figure okay. <laughs> interpretations, and that is one of them. He gets impaled real good. He does get impaled real good. But now everyone's like, okay, this is great. Merrick is dead. Every, literally everyone's dead. We got this sweet V8 boat. Let's let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, oh my God, they get to the boat and it's been destroyed. Mm. By the fucking traitor. Bummer. Yeah. King. King. The fat guy, is, he's Fulton from Ace Ventura 2. 
That's the only place I know this guy from. <laughs> yeah, and then he was the roommate that I noted before. Yeah. Um, they, they found something on the, the inventor guy. What was his name? Dysart. Dysart. He was dead with the, the yeah. boat. I, I like he, that guy. And he had something in his hand. The that, cross. The yeah, cross. It was, cross. It was yeah. his yeah. necklace. That's yeah. right. So you just killed a dude, uh, and why, he's like clutching on to your necklace. Take it. What? Oh my God! Like yeah. if anyone sees it, so. I know. I feel like I would have noticed that that giant cross necklace was off me. I know. This is like, like one, oh, fuck. Which is a comedic point, which I'm about to note is uh, this is one step away from in true romance, where Christopher Walken comes looking for Christian Slater. And uh, his dad is like, why do you think it's my son? He's like, because your son left his ID in the dead man's hand. And that literally happens, like his like right. license. Um, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, like, take your stuff and get out of here. Uh, he does not. But he tells the uh, warden, because now that these guys know this, he tells the warden different coordinates. But he doesn't. So I actually have this in my notes. They're like, you're going to tell the warden to go to these different coordinates uh, because you know, that's where we're going to ambush him. He's like, okay, uh, just say it was overrun. So the, so he says that, but the actual radio talk is like warden, they're overrunning this. And the warden's like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, go elsewhere and just hangs up. <laughs> and maybe elsewhere was their, <laughs> their code for the saying elsewhere. Saying elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, they, so they, they, they use King as bait basically. Yeah. Um, and then the, when when the warden shows up with the helicopter, they 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 just take it. Yeah, they yeah. they shove the warden out. He's mm -hmm. with King. Uh, they overthrow the guards, and uh, Ray Liotta just flies off. Mm -hmm. And this this is really weird for me. Okay, because uh, I understand like Ernie Hudson earlier. Part of his anger, I feel I'd be the Ernie Hudson character. I feel all three of us would <laughs> like our temperament where it'd be. I've come to grips. This is where we're at. But the rest of this island is total shit and awful. But like here we kind of fish. We have some crafts. Like even Christmas. Like we're able to make alcohol. Like we literally, as even father said, you could have a purpose and even make some friends. Like and I felt that very sincerely. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And, and Ernie Hudson, I felt, has come to grips with this. And he doesn't want to lose this. And he doesn't really trust Leotes. And we understand why. But why is Ernie Hudson so goddamn happy when Ray Liotta's flying off in a helicopter? I've been like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> dude, I've been here forever. Like, I have I have come to grips with my life until you told me I could actually leave for real. I'm not your number one to go. But he, he becomes the new father, and I understand yeah. that. But damn, a bitter father? <laughs> yeah. Bits. Ehud's bits. Well, maybe... I well, mean, Go ahead. I feel like these guys are going to get hunted down anyway as soon as they make it to land. Like, the warden's obviously going to get fucked. This totally. prison system's going to be weird, but they're still probably going to hunt these guys down. Like, uh, yeah, they're, right. they're fucking murderers. And, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah wait, wait, so, Ray Liotta's plan and Father's plan kind of intersect in a nice Venn diagram. We do find out that father throughout this movie did kill his wife and things happened and everyone was led to this island, but he has kept detailed notes of the ongoings of this island mm -hmm. and he wants that to go public. Ray Liotta killed his commanding officer because it was a bad call, as Mike noted, similar to the running man, that it was an atrocity against just innocent human beings. Uh, Ray Liotta's like, they didn't listen to me then when I shot my commanding officer. So hear, hear us out. Ray Liotta has now 
killed a warden, commandeered a helicopter, has already killed his commanding officer. Probably it's going to be very notable. He uh, killed other prisoners. Where the hell is he going to land? Like, hey, everyone. I I know. Like, I landed in, like, L.A. Just wanted to tell people. Like, they didn't believe him before. Why are they going to believe him now? Oh, P.S., I got these documents from Father. (laughs) Um, Sweet. Like, yeah. Why is the uh, helicopter that the warden was on now headed to Las Vegas? Like, (laughs) Well, and also, okay, hear me out. Um so let's say let's say he does get to the mainland and he does deliver the documents and someone's like, oh fuck, we gotta do something about this. These guys are all still criminals. Like I know. Right now they have their own island to themselves. They all of the outsiders are dead. Like they can do whatever the they have basically an island paradise, Mm -hmm. sort of. Um if this message gets delivered, someone's gonna be like Okay, we've got to get these prisoners off of this island back into yeah, this. Yeah, get other them into sh- real prison. Yeah, get them back into this other <laughs> shitty prison. Like this is genuinely going to work out worse for everyone involved. Oh yeah, like the warden's going down, and morally, I think that's what they wanted. Well, the, well, the warden we we're alluded to is being hunted down and is about yeah. To be well, killed. he's for sure going to get killed. Yeah, but like you know, his atrocities being known is the goal, but it's going to fuck everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. Ehud and his and his crew. Uh, I know their time is limited. Yeah, 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 it's totally limited. That island's gone. Uh, (laughs) Leotes and the band that he's assembled of unknowns, they're Mm -hmm. immediately going to get arrested and or killed. Uh, Maybe we should have got a spinoff like a fugitive situation where like, where do these like other guys go? What do they do? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in for that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so 2022 is supposed to be the future. I don't think it's super crazy far off with what they imagined. So imagine last year or the last couple of years, helicopter lands. You can track where that is. There's tracking devices. Mm-hmm. We have cameras everywhere. People have phones. No one's going to hide. Um, I don't know what the game plan is. So this movie uh, I love, but the mission of the movie totally needs some revision. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the movie is called No Escape. And at the end, there is yes escape because they do escape. But what we're meant to understand is that even though they've escaped, there's no escape. Yeah. What we're saying to you audience is yeah. they can't escape. There's no escape. Even, yeah. even the ones who Stay escape, out of prison guys, there's no escape. <laughs> Kids don't do drugs. Or, Dare or, to not escape or do do drugs. Dare to try to escape. I don't know. Dare to do something. Dare. Drugs are really, excellent so how did how did all of you guys like this i like i like this movie this yeah. movie's super fun i don't feel like it add much like outside no. of i opened with it yeah what, what, do, what do you guys like about it i just like ray well Liotta. i yeah yeah i like ray Liotta. i like the um like the the practical like action sequences that don't use special effects like the explosions whatnot mm-hmm. the big set pieces that they had in both camps and whatnot um and yeah, I mean, the acting was really good. I mean, they had very, very good actors that played the characters, the main characters in this movie. So um, I did. I I enjoyed it. It's an 80s movie. So you kind of got to go back to like how, my mentality in the 80s, when, especially when I was like a teenage kid. Wait, 94, um, 94. Yeah. So that also has something to do with it. Like, if this movie were released today with, you know, maybe modern um, filming techniques, but played out the exact same way, it probably would not be well received. 
Yeah. But I think yeah. we're biased because we saw it in its inception back in the 80s or sure. our, our early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I agree overall. I think I think the premise stands time. Like, that's why I said before. Yeah. Like, the core of the story is not original, which is not a bad. That's not like a slam against this. It's just like, what if you were on this island? What if you were in prison? Like, there's so many different scenarios and settings that that's as old as time. Like, how would you bond? Like, Robinson Crusoe. Like, this is somewhat similar. Robin Hood, like I brought up. Like, these things, then you find a band of people and stuff like this. Are they good? Are they bad? Um, how would you live? What would you do? I really like that. Um, so I think that holds it together for me that if I saw a movie that was like that today, I think I would personally like it. Uh, I don't really need all too much. It clearly is enhanced when I was younger because these were bigger stars. Um, I think a big sell, the, the big thing that I want to add is uh, Merrick, I think, is a great villain in this. Mm -hmm. I like him as a villain. I do understand a lot of his motivations. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. And I like his cavalier attitude towards Leotes yeah. all throughout this movie, which makes it a lot of fun. It's like that Robin Hood, Prince of, uh, who's the, uh, or the sure, Sheriff of Nottingham Nottingham. dynamic. Like, it's like a little back and Do forth. you remember him from Lethal Weapon 3? Like, the villain in Lethal Weapon 3 that had, like, the, uh, the cop killer bullets? Yeah. I, I say that I mean, only because, weirdly enough, I recently watched three and four of that movie. So it was, he played the exact same villain. Like the same character yeah. from Lethal Weapon yeah. 3. Is 4 the one with Jet Li in it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love 4, side note. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy, what, what what's your final assessment on uh, No Escape? Uh, like I said, I liked it. If I were Ray Liotta, I would have used that gun. I would have done it differently. I would have got all those guys to think that we were in the caves. I'd have got them down in there. Launched that uh, that missile thing while they're all in the caves. Hid the thermal. We kill all the bad guys. Pick off like some remaining folk, and then lived in paradise on the island. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But Ray Liotta's not about that. He's got to get the no. truth out there. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I and it's gonna like, and it's like Mike said, it's gonna fuck everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. This is the worst plan, and that. That is the big ding I have against this movie, even though I'd watch this movie at any point in time. Um, yeah, so big news coming up next. Uh, our next episode is episode 50. So everyone, thank wow. you so much for listening yeah. to all these episodes. Thank you for writing us. Thank you for guesting with us. Thank you for just having fun with us. Our next movie will be... Uh, I'll talk more why we didn't do this movie earlier, but it will, the movie is from 2011, and it is Manborg. And my plea to all of you, which I normally don't do, is please watch the movie Manborg before you listen to uh, our podcast about Manborg. And I highly... Where do we highly, see Manborg? Uh, I know. Like, I own Manborg. <laughs> um, I know you could rent it or buy it. I do believe it's streaming on a couple platforms. Uh Mike, you should say a little bit about Manborg, and I'll, I'll try to tell viewers where they can watch Manborg. Okay, yeah. Man I have never heard of it. So Manborg, what is the... Astron, Astron 6. 6. Yeah, Astron 6 is like a... It's a, They're a Canadian kind of film outfit. Um, Plex, Tubi. Plex and Tubi. Yep. Watch it on okay. Plex. Tubi's kind of rough. Um, yeah, kind of sort of Troma vibes, but 
a little bit less. But there's well, there's an overlapping film where they do work with trauma. Yeah. And yeah, there's a little more. It's a low budget, creative. And we'll note like their background is they love the movies we're watching now, Jeremy, and yeah. they try to make their own. And that goes for all the viewers. But there's a lot I want to say. I'm a lot I'm holding back right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please watch Manborg. Yeah, it's a wild um, ride. Uh, I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. It is definitely fun, and I don't normally don't be like watch it, but like you totally should. It's pretty short. I think it's about an hour and ten minutes in length. Um, totally, totally worth it. Uh, it's gonna be a love letter for me to Astron Six. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah. Anything else anyone wants to say before we sign off on this? The Mothening is happening. Welcome to. Colorado uh, might end off this with a little bit of rain recordings like I did before. We got some crazy thunderstorms as late May, so maybe we'll end off that way. But anything you guys want to say before we sign off? No, I don't think so. Well, Jeremy, thanks as always. Thanks for joining us. It was another fun one. Yeah, thank you for having me. Jeremy has given us some suggestions, which we'll talk off air. And uh, uh, there's one I definitely want to do sooner rather than later. But listeners, as always... Thanks for listening. Uh, please join us for episode 50, Manborg. And please watch, as always, Rabbit Troop Sucks. Rabbit Troop. <laughs> okay.